Hello and welcome to the Today Will Be Different podcast, where I help empaths, highly sensitive people, healers, lightworkers, and anyone else who resonates to heal your wounds, harness your magic, and live the life you deserve. My mission is to show you that your sensitivity is not the curse it may feel like, but rather your greatest gift. I'm Brittany Ann, and I am so happy to have you here today. Let's get started. Twice each month, I have a special guest on to share their words of wisdom with you. The experiences of these guests vary greatly, but they all share one thing in common. They have healed their wounds, they have harnessed their magic, and they are ready to help you do the same. So on this week's episode, I spoke with Julia, who is a trauma and relationship coach who helps those who have experienced toxic relationships in their life. And we spoke about her journey through trauma, how she learned how to trust her own intuition in order to manifest the life of her dreams and how you can do the same. This was an amazing call and I hope that you enjoy it as much as I did. Welcome everyone. Today I am here with words of wisdom from Julia, who is a healer and empath, and she is a life coach for those who have experienced trauma from toxic relationships, helping you move through that trauma, find healing, and manifest the life of your dreams, which is what we're talking about today. So welcome, Julia. I am so happy to have you here today. Hi, thank you for having me. It's nice to be here. So for everyone watching, if you're watching live, make sure you say hi. If you are catching the replay, make sure you say replay in the comments. And this is also going to be on my podcast, which is on all those major platforms. So if you're listening, send me a message, say hello. I like to hear it. So Julia, tell me about how you got into this. Tell me about your story. What brought you here? Um, so growing up, I had a lot of toxic relationships and it basically was because I always people pleased. Um, I didn't really listen to what I wanted. Um, I, it was just a result of all the different relationships that I had and the environment that I had. So it was something that was just very traumatic because when you go through all of those experiences that are traumatic, um, you end up basically having toxic relationships because that's all you think you deserve. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, go ahead. I didn't know if you wanted to say anything. Oh, you're fine. Yeah. I definitely relate to that because essentially you're building that script with yourself of this is how people are supposed to treat me. And then you go through the rest of your life filling roles. Okay. Men are supposed to be mean to me for this reason. So I'm going to find men who do that. Women are supposed to treat me like this. So I'm going to find women who do that. And that's what we end up doing in our life. And that's why I like inner child work so much. Totally. Yes. I completely agree with you. Um, so basically I remember people asking me if I was okay with certain things and I would really be thinking no, but then I would say yes. 
Um, and I think I did a lot of that because I was so scared of not having friends. Um, and cause it's scary being alone. So basically I did that for a long time. There was only two people or maybe a little bit more, but maybe a handful of people that I actually felt like I could be myself with. Um, and I actually felt happy to be around. Wasn't a lot. It was very, very few. And so I still have those people in my life now, but a lot of them, I, you know, just kept thinking that I should just go along with whatever they wanted because yeah. of the fear of being alone. So yeah. basically in the last couple of years, um, I think actually it was more than a couple of years ago, but I, so it started kind of in college um, where I remember sitting in a class in an English class. And I was like, it came to me all of a sudden. I was like, why am I sitting in a class that I don't even like? <laughs> and it was like for a major that I was doing that I didn't even want. Like I thought I wanted it and then I didn't really want it. So that like was a light bulb for me. And I was like, yeah. oh my God. So I decided to change my major to psychology. And it was crazy because I had like D pluses, C's, all of that in, um, in what I was doing before. So that was education. Still good with education, but that's not where my heart is. Yeah. So I changed my major and everything shot up to A's. <laughs> so, so I was like, okay. <laughs> so. So funny that you bring that up because I, like we were just talking about a little earlier, but I was a teacher before I started doing this and I still teach my own classes now. And every single time I have a student who's not doing well, if I give them something they actually care about, they're suddenly straight A type A students who can mm -hmm. do anything and accomplish anything. We mm -hmm. really need to fix our schooling system because <laughs> we do. that is a revelation for so many people. Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, so I remember doing that and that was like the first time I ever did something for myself. So a big theme of like this whole conversation that I want like the listeners to really like think about is doing something that is good for you, not something that you think other people think is good for you. Doing something that you know is good for you, that there's a huge difference with that. So, um, <clears throat> and I'll clarify that a little bit later too. But so I remember doing that. And then that was like the first huge step I did. And then after that, I graduated. And then I remember working in the field and I was, I was really good at it. And then after I did that, I decided to go back to school. And I did, so I went to school for a semester doing social work. And while that's great, it wasn't my passion. But I did it because I honestly thought it was better for making money because it's more transferable between states. Yeah. Like you can get a national degree. But then I was like, this isn't fulfilling me. So <laughs> I, I think I got a B or an A in that course, I forgot. So then I moved to a different state. And I, that state like had a lot of like things that happened to me too. But I moved to a different state and I was doing mental health counseling and marriage and family therapy. And I really thought I wanted that. Like I really did. <laughs> but 
but then there were so many signs that it wasn't the right place for me. And it's crazy because like I had, I would have a job and then I'd lose it within like two, three months, get another job. Same thing happened, worked in places that I wasn't even good at, like did a lot of that stuff. And I was still having toxic relationships, still doing that. Um, it was just, it was the same thing over and over and over, just, you know, different people, same type of relationship. Yeah. So yeah, that's a lot of what happened with that state. And then basically, so the big transforming part was a lot of what happened last year and the year before that. Um, so I won't get into the details, but there were so many things that happened that mm -hmm. I literally was okay. like, you know what? I think I'm living for like, I'm doing what I think I'm supposed to do. And it's what other people are telling me to do. And I'm not doing what I want to do, like doing mental health counseling and marriage and family therapy. That is what I want. Mm -hmm. And I really thought that, but then like, I realized that, and I'm, I'm good at it, but I realized that my specialty is working with families. Like I've always been good at that. So that's also where my intuition came into play because I knew like kind of how to deal with stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I kind of use my intuition a lot. And I was like, you know what? I need to change some things. So I finally, like, so last year, basically I realized that I was working 40. So this is when you know something's wrong. You work 40 hours a week, you're in school, like for your master's degree, and then you have toxic friendships where they always want to talk to you about their problems. And then you become, and you wonder why you're drained. <laughs> so that's what happened to me. And I remember like being extremely tired and I was like, okay, that's it. I, I'm, I'm done. So I would tell, like, I would just not answer my phone. And that's another thing too. Before that, I would always like answer my phone and I would even tell people, you can call me at three o'clock in the morning if you're like thinking of going to the hospital because of suicide or whatever, that's fine. Now I'd be like, yeah, no, you can let me know if that's going on and I will be there for you. But 3 a.m., like you need to call a hotline or you need to go get some serious help. Um, I do want you to let me know that that's going on, but it's not something where I can be available 24 seven for you. Well, that's one of those things that empaths have to learn and we struggle with it. We struggle so bad because in our minds, the greatest thing a person could be is selfless. If you call me at 3am, I'll answer every time. And we idolize this about ourselves. I would give someone the shirt off my back. I would rather go hungry than see someone else suffer. And yeah, that's a beautiful thing in theory. In reality, all you're doing is draining yourself to the point of exhaustion. And you can't help anyone when you're at that stage. When you have nothing left inside of you, do you think you're gonna be able to go out and help other people with their problems, heal other people, spread the message of love and light and positivity and whatever other beautiful messages you're spreading. No, at the end of the day, 
the more you take care of yourself, the stricter you are about your personal boundaries, the better you are for other people. Uh Selfless is not the way to be. Uh Uh That's the lesson that I ended up learning. Yeah. Um, And I remember like, I cut off so many people. Yes. So many toxic people. I was like, I'm done. So mm-hmm. I was like, so that's how I knew because I was drained. And I was like, maybe it's because I'm working a lot and being in school. And I'm like, no, it's like, it can't, it's not that because people do that all the time. And I was like, it's, you know, I noticed it because when I would talk to people, I would either get really annoyed that the same person was messaging me about their problems um, or I would not an- want to answer my phone. Like I'd look at it and I'd be like, okay. <laughs> and normally I'd want to help, but then I'm like, no, 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 putting it down. Nope. Yeah. So that's how, you know, and the thing is I'm the, I'm, I've been raised or not raised, but like, I'm the opposite of that. I've always been that way. But mm-hmm. then in the last few years, like, especially last year and the year before that, I was like, you know what? No, we're not, we're not doing that. No. Yeah. So I was like, I need to prioritize myself. So basically I started doing that last year and I was, I cut so many people off last year. Mm -hmm. So then also last year, more stuff happened. And basically it got to the point where I realized, what are you doing to yourself? Like what, like health wise, everything what are you doing to yourself right now that, you know, like the situation that I was in, it was just one of the worst situations that I could possibly have been in. And I've never had like that kind of situation happen, but there was a lot of difficult things that I went through. And then that was my wake up call where I was like, oh my God, what am I doing to myself? Like, yeah. And the thing is nobody like people care about you and you know people want to be there for you and help you but re- when you think about it nobody can really help you and save you but yourself yes nobody can do that for you you have to do that for yourself it's like if you want to you know if you think that a friend can do it that's a lot to ask of a friend and they don't know what's always good for you and a partner they can help you and they can support you but that's a lot to put on them that's like a huge burden. And that makes them also that, you know, that makes them feel like they have a lot to do. That makes them worry. That's a lot to put on somebody else. They're supposed to help you and support you, but not with your whole like life, not with every single part of you. You have to also do the work. I always say to people in relationships who are struggling with that concept, it shouldn't be a I'll take care of you you take care of me deal it should be I'm going to take care of me for you and you need to take care of you for me we need to Uh help ourselves so that we can be the best we can be for each other Uh so after I did that part I realized I was like you know what no more we're not doing this anymore (laughs) so I, so this is like the big transformation. I basically got, and this is hard for anybody to do, especially in this society, but it'll make a lot of difference. So this is what I did. And this is actually something that really helped me and it created lasting change. I literally got still 
no distractions. So I wasn't on Facebook for at least eight months. So I literally was off Facebook. I'm not saying to stay off Facebook. You can go on Facebook. That's fine. But, and I actually think you should, because I think it'll help you like connect with other people, but look at the friendships you have, look at the people in your life, look at who's draining you, look at who's helping you be a better person. Also look at who's not making decisions for you. That's probably the best thing I can tell you. Look at who's not making your decisions for you. You can't rely on everybody to make your decisions. You have to make them on your own. And that sounds scary, but that's when you rely on your intuition to help you. Yes. So, um, so I basically got really still and I watched a lot of YouTube videos as well, but I got really still and I was like, Julia, like for the first time, like since you're like changed to psychology and like, you know, doing mental health counseling, what is it that you really want? What is it that lights your soul on fire? What is it that makes you happy? Like no more of other people. What is it that makes you feel happy? So I, you know, I had a choice of um, whether to do mental health counseling or marriage and family therapy basically was presented to me. So I chose marriage and family therapy because I realized you can't do it. So um, I was like, okay, that's fine. So I chose that. And then I decided to go somewhere where I could do that. So basically I was like, let me just, I was like, you know what, this is gonna require me leaving everything that I know and going into something new. And it's scary because I'm a Taurus. So <laughs> I wanted yeah. to add my zodiac sign in there because it's a big thing for me. But <laughs> we hate change. We can't stand getting out of our comfort zone. We can't, it's hard to do, but one thing that I wanted, that I keep, keep coming back to, and I was thinking about this a lot today, is the difference between danger and fear. So fear is different than danger. Danger is when there's a serious threat of harm. So something can really hurt you and you, and our bodies are wired to protect ourselves. Fear yeah is where you grow and it's not something that hurts you. It's something that helps you grow, but your mind thinks of it as if it's danger because it's something different and you've never done it before. So it doesn't know how to protect you. So we're gonna respond in the same way. <clears throat> and that's how our bodies are, our minds are wired, which is, you know, that's fine, but you have to learn how to step out of the danger thinking and go into fear. Mm -hmm. What I mean by going to fear is think about, is this out of my comfort zone or is this something that can really harm me? Because if it's something that can harm me, then we're not doing it, obviously. But if it's something that's out of my comfort zone, we should probably try to do that if you feel it's right. And the yeah. way you'll know it's right is when you feel happy inside your heart. That's when you know. Mm -hmm. When you don't feel good, that's when it's like, don't do it. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> if it makes you happy, you should do that. So mm -hmm. I left everything behind, literally everything I knew. I only have my possessions coming here, literally. Mm. No, but nothing, nobody's here that I know. <laughs> so it's a really great feeling. I've never been happier being where I am. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> I think differently. Like I used to have, I used to always cry I used to freak out all the time. I used to, I don't, like I had a lot of, I would say I've had panic attacks. I wouldn't say I've had like 
a million of them, but I've had a lot of them. I, this year, I think I only freaked out twice. Maybe. Wow. And this has been a stressful year. So anytime I'd expect some freakouts would be this year. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> so this year, I'll quit. I was thinking about that. I'm going to equate it. So basically, this year for everybody was my year last year. Mm. It was not the same experiences, but it was really, really, really scary. And that's yeah. why I had so many breakdowns last year because it was crazy. But this year, I think it's because I'm trusting myself and I'm doing what I think is best. So that's kind of like how I got to this point. But then I also told myself, I'm doing what's best for me from now on. I still want to be there for others. I still think that doing like self-care is important. Mm -hmm. I still think loving myself is important. And by the way, loving yourself, it takes time. And you're going to have to do the deep inner work. It's not something where you can go from one toxic relationship and then to another. And it doesn't have to be like friendship. It can be an employer too. It could yeah. be, oh my gosh. <laughs> it, it could be family. It could be anybody. It, the mm -hmm. thing is that toxic relationships, basically, if you don't know what's going on within you, because people, you're a reflection of other people or people are a reflection of you as well. But if you don't know the qualities that you are showing to other people, then you're not going to be able to fix it. And the only way to fix it is by going within and thinking mm -hmm. about what am I doing? How am I responding to people? Why am I responding that way? What is making me scared? And some of it's going to require alone time, which I think a lot of us are scared of, but Absolutely. it's important. So yeah. that's a lot of it, but um, yeah. <laughs> no, and that's amazing. And I really like that you mentioned how self-love is not uh, I'm going to decide to love myself now. Yay. Everything's better. My whole world is fixed. It definitely does not work that way. Just like the idea of love at first sight with another person, it doesn't work that way. You look at these older couples who've been together for 50 years and they just have that look in their eyes of this is my person. They didn't meet and look at each other that way. They grew they went through difficult times together. They probably had moments of, do I even want to put up with this anymore? Should I just stop? <laughs> and you're going to have that with yourself. You need to fall in love with yourself. You need to wine and dine yourself. You need to work on yourself and forgive yourself when you mess up because you're a human, you're going to mess up. It is yes. what it is. I'm glad you brought that up though. Like being human, this mm -hmm. society something I can't stand either. And I'm going to talk about it for a minute because I think it's really important. Mm -hmm. I think we're all trying so hard to live up to what society thinks is perfect. Yeah. And you know what? I'm kind of tired of it because it tell it just basically tells people that they're not good enough. Yes. And it's not like, that's not okay with me. I feel like we all have different qualities. I have different qualities than you do. Other people mm -hmm. that are listening have amazing qualities too. Yes. And we can't keep living up to a perfectionist type of thing. First of all, that's when it creates a lot of, a lot of like mental health issues. Mm -hmm. That's when you feel depressed. That's when you feel like you can't like do anything right. 
that's when you get depression. There's a, an anxiety. The anxiety is going to go off the roof with that one. Oh so <laughs> that's, I'm kind of tired of it. Um, so I think that's important. I'm really, really want to stress that to people is that please, please, please be who you are. If people don't accept it, you know what? That means they're not for you. Yes. Anyone who does not accept you, it doesn't mean that they're wrong. It doesn't mean that you're wrong. It means they're not your people. It's that simple. I don't like peaches. I hate them. I know so many people that love them and you could give me the best peach in the world and I still don't like them. I'm just not a fan. Nothing wrong with peaches. You need to realize the same is true about you. How many yes. times have you met someone who for no reason at all, you're like, there's nothing technically wrong with this person. They just annoy me and I don't want to hang out with them. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with who they are as a person or their worth or their value. It doesn't mean nobody else is going to like them. I'm sure plenty of people do. They're just not your person. Mm -hmm. you need to realize you're not going to be everyone's person either. And that's okay. So, okay. That's um, something that I'm going to touch on quickly because I thought it was really important too. So ever since I started doing what I want to do and started really believing in myself, my friendships have changed completely. Mm -hmm. They are so much better. I have, mo I don't have like a lot of friends, but I have a good amount. And I'm noticing that the people that I'm like suddenly meeting this year online, obviously not like in person, yeah. Yeah. but online they're on my wavelength they're positive they are very like you know they set boundaries they were they're respectful they want to help but that's what i mean when you let go of the people that aren't right for you and you mm -hmm. fix what's wrong inside like what you need to work on you are able to attract people that are good for you and i'm not just saying romantic partners you can attract anybody that's good for you so I want to just bring that out because it's scary doing the process alone, but it's worth it in order to get to yeah. a better place. So that's kind of where I wanted to make sure I got that in there. Yeah, no, and that's so important. And it kind of goes with the idea of if you are keeping clutter everywhere, whether in your physical space, your emotional space, your relationships, if your life is cluttered, there's no room for new stuff. If mm -hmm. I have my refrigerator that broke and I'm like, I'm going to keep it. Okay. Where am I going to put the new one? I don't know. I'm not going to get a new one. I'm not going to have a functional refrigerator because I want to hold on to my old broken one. You need mm -hmm. to declutter your life. And that includes your relationships and your energy and your mental space. Yes. So that's like, I think that's important. I think that's something where like we can't get anything new when we have the old stuff. Exactly. We can't get what we need without having, like without taking out everything that is not good for us. And it also shows like, you know, it shows the world, universe, God, some very spiritual. So it shows God and the universe and everything that mm -hmm. you're ready for something different because you put in the work. So the manifesting part, I'm gonna talk about it for a second. You like, basically, you really need to do the work in order to show that you're ready. It does not come to you in a day. I can almost promise you that. I'm not going to completely <laughs> promise, but I can almost promise it. Yeah. It's not going to, it normally doesn't come to you in a day. It takes a while. So there's patience involved, but 
you need to really like the universe is smart, very smart. You have to show that you're ready by doing action steps. If you're not going to do action steps, you're not going to get it. So mm-hmm. it's part of manifesting is working hard. That's how I got to this place. I literally was like, okay, I'm going to work really hard. And that sometimes meant staying up for like 12 hours, 12 to 15 hours a day doing what I had to do. So yeah. that's based, that's a lot of what I did. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And it's a common misconception that manifestation means I believe this is going to be mine and I don't have to do anything and then it will be mine. That's not what manifestation is. Manifestation is I believe this will be mine. And because I believe so fully that this is meant for me, I'm going to put in the work to make it happen. Uh So you and the universe, another word for manifestation is co-creation. Yep. Which means the universe is not handing you stuff. You and the universe are teaming up. You're coming together in order to create what you want. You're doing it together. You're co-creating. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're going to have to do stuff too. <laughs> yeah, it's a, like a lot of it is like we were saying, decluttering, working hard for what you want, praying mm-hmm. if that's something that you want, that's something that you do. And that's something that's, you know, is a part of like your everyday lifestyle or whatever showing the universe that you're ready for this but you also can't just show it you have to believe it and also like I'm getting the feeling right now of like not only believing it but also it being completely true so you can't say you know I'm ready for this and just say it but not believe it and not really like feel it and not like really really be in that space because if you really aren't universe is smart it's not going to give it to you (laughs) (laughs) yes it's going to give it to you when you really are ready like it wouldn't have given me this 10 years ago i wasn't there i wasn't in that space not even five years ago i finally got here and it took me i'm almost going to be i'm going to be 30 next year it took me 29 years it's a long time yeah. And I'm not saying that it's going to take anybody that long. I'm just saying that's how long it took for me. Yeah. But it, you know, I think that I'm grateful for what I've learned. I know I am. I'm grateful for the experiences and the lessons. I'm grateful to have gone through what I've been through. It was a lot, but mm-hmm. I think it made me better because like, I know what I deserve now. Like yeah. if I, you know, want to um like we were talking about before I'm going to use that example of the of the song yeah (laughs) so there was a song that um I saw like yesterday and I listened to it for about 20 seconds and I didn't like really resonate with it and it was basically about how this girl was um in a relationship with somebody and she wasn't in love with him and she was in love with somebody else so the girl whenever she looked at the person she was in a relationship with she saw the person that she loved but then the guy that she really did love he felt the same way and he was like you know what i don't want to be a liar and i don't want to you know do something wrong but if you want me to i will and he could be the sun and i'll be the moon so it's it's called i'll be the moon by dirk Bentley, and 
I like listened to it today because I kept thinking of that song and it was like in my head all morning. So I was like, okay, the only way to like get songs out of my head is to listen to them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I listened to it and I was like, I'm not in that space though. Like, I don't mean romantically, I mean, just in general. Um, it, the message is like, you're settling for less than what you deserve. So mm-hmm. I'm not in that space anymore. So yeah. I wanted to bring it out to people where it doesn't have to be romantic. It could be friendship, it could be employer, it could be family, whatever it is. Toxic relationships translate to so many different types of relationships. You don't have to settle for that. But the way to figure that out is to do the inner work. So I wanted to really bring that out. I think it's really important. And the way to do the inner work is to listen to your intuition. It'll tell you what you need to do. Absolutely. And another big component of manifesting is as you already said, you need to believe that it's truly yours. You need to put in the work. And then there's also the aspect of trust. You need to trust that the universe is working with you and that you will get what you desire. So one of the things that you've been bringing up is you trusted your intuition. When it told you it was time to leave everything behind and start fresh, you trusted that and you did it. So do you have any advice for the people who are listening who aren't sure if they can trust themselves to do that? How do you know it's your intuition and it's not just a thought? How do you know that you can follow that? What advice would you give to anyone who's here and needs to trust their intuition but is afraid to? So two things come to mind. First is listening to your heart because your heart is part of that. So if you have a thought, let's say, you know, you want to, I don't know, take a job that you think you can't stand, Mm -hmm. then tell yourself, okay, I'm going to take a job that I can't stand. If you feel awful, tell, it's basically saying, don't do it. If you have an interest in something and you like, and that really makes you feel good inside, like it makes you feel like, okay, I I feel so energized. Like it makes you like, you feel like you could spend like hours researching it, hours doing it. Tell yourself, should I do this? And if you feel instantly happy inside your heart, then that's telling you you should do it. And if it also, if you're smiling while that happens, that's another big thing. <laughs> because if you're not even meaning to smile and you're doing it anyway, mm-hmm. that's telling you it's the right thing. And that's how I learned to do that too. That's, the, that's basically exactly what I did. That's how I learned to listen to myself because that's, um, you know, a big thing what I did and this is part of it too was knowing the difference is what I brought up earlier. Knowing the difference between what you want and what you think other people think you want. Yeah. So what you want is doing what I just said. What other people think you want is you asking them, what do you think I should do? Is this good for me? And then if they say, you know, yes or no and everything, and then you get that answer and you're like, huh. And then you think about it and you're like, I don't really know now. So that, I understand how people do it. And I, I've done it too. I get it. Yeah. The thing with that is that I think it clouds your judgment a tiny bit. Mm -hmm. So I think it makes you think about, you know, maybe I should do that because other people tell me I should do that and I'm good at that. So Mm -hmm. that's, I mean, it's okay to do that. It's great to get opinions, but 
I think at the end, after you do that, I think you should really sit down and tell, ask yourself if you really should do that. Yeah, and one of the things that I've noticed is a lot of people do that because they're afraid to take responsibility for if it goes mm -hmm. wrong. I used to do that. I would, um, I remember before I started this, I knew in my soul, it's what I had to do. And I went to Matt, my fiance, I was like, do you think I should do this? And he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, what do you think? And he's like, what do you want? I'm like, uh -huh. but what do you think? And it was a big thing because he refused. He knows how I was at the time. And luckily I'm not as bad. Sometimes I do that. But most of the time, I just listen to myself now. But at the time, I needed someone else to take that responsibility for me. Because then if it went wrong, I could be like, well, he won't be mad. He's the one who told me to do it. Why would he be mad? It's my thing. It's my life. But in my head, that's scary. I don't mm -hmm. want to be responsible for if it goes wrong, for if I fail, because then I'm the failure. Mm -hmm. So it was a big thing. And I'm very lucky to have someone who was able to see what I was doing and say, uh-uh, I'm not telling you what to do. I'll support you with whatever you want to do. Now go do what you want. Mm -hmm. And I took the leap and obviously I'm happy with it. I'm very happy, but it was scary at first. Yes. It, well, that's the thing. It's going to be scary at first because you have to trust yourself. You have to have the confidence to do that. And you're right. It's not, I'm going to be honest, you can't really sit there and blame anybody. So I think a big part of it is that people, I agree with you. I think that people have difficulty taking accountability for that. But the thing is there with the being a failure part, you're not really a failure. It's an experience. You learn from that. I know for me, most of my life so far has been learning from experience. I don't, I like, obviously I've learned a lot in school, but most of it has been experience. Mm -hmm. And that's really the greatest teacher. It's, it's hard at the time. At the time, every time I'm like, I really don't want to learn like this. <laughs> yeah. I'll even admit that. I'm going to straight up admit that. But at the same time, it's the greatest thing because you remember the feeling. Mm -hmm. You remember your thoughts. You remember, okay, I've done this before. I can do this again. It Absolutely. like kind of gives you confidence that you can yeah. move forward. So mm -hmm. I think that's a huge thing. Also, um, <clears throat> the other thing that like kind of tells you when you should change something is, and this is what happened to me, and this is like a huge thing, and especially with manifesting, when everything breaks down around you, you lose your job. You can't, like, you're, you're not doing well in school. Your partner leaves you. You get evicted. Mm -hmm. um, you know, your health, some, your health starts declining. These are all signs that something is wrong. It's like, especially when you're doing like everything you can do to possibly make it with like your life and everything you're doing, that's when you know something's wrong because everything just breaks down. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> and you're like, what am I, what's going on? And that's when it becomes truly scary. But I think that it's important to think about, okay, why is this happening? Yes. What exactly am I doing that's making this happen? And maybe it's leading me somewhere different. Mm -hmm. Maybe I need to trust that because I can tell you, and this is how much I trust God. And I really had to learn this a lot. So I'm glad I learned it. Last year, it was scary to leave behind everything. Like, I don't have family here, nothing. So, you know, 
if people want to come see me, it's going to be kind of hard. Yeah. So, you know, I had to really trust the fact that, you know what, if like, if stuff is breaking down around me, if like God is allowing this to happen and you don't have to believe in God, it's fine. But nevertheless, if stuff is breaking down around you and something is happening, that's a problem. Yeah. Then you need to trust that it's happening for a reason. And if you're, especially if you're not even doing it to like, if you're not even causing it to happen, mm-hmm. then you need to trust that something is going on and there's a greater force around you that's leading you somewhere. Look at signs around you. Look at what is opening up for you, where it's opening up. Think about if you want that. Think about if it's good for you. Think about if it helps you grow. That's the other part of it that I think is so important. If you're not growing, then you're being really like, you're being stagnant. Yes. And we need to, that's the thing. We need to continue growing. We need to continue learning about ourselves. It's Mm -hmm. going to be a lifelong process. And I'll even say, even if you're with somebody or and that you're, you know, doing well and everything, you're still learning about yourself. You're still growing. And if you have like a happy relationship, that's awesome. You're going to also have to learn and grow. Mm-hmm. You're going to also have to go through trials and tribulations with that person. It doesn't mean that you're not meant for each other, but it does mean that you're going to learn and grow together. It's, you know, it's, I don't believe that relationships are always perfect. No. So I, I don't believe that. I used to believe in fairy tales. I still like to believe in that. But with <laughs> life, it doesn't always work that way. I yes. think there's a difference between things being great in your life and things, you know, working really, really well. And then you like working, you know, with that. So mm-hmm. that's a big part of it. Um, <clears throat> Absolutely. I would say for action steps also, because I know that you pointed that out before. Mm-hmm. And I want to mention something that you can easily do. It's not something that you just have to do. It's not really a mind thing completely. It's something that you could practically do. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to give people this kind of thing. So yeah, it, like doesn't it. Have to, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a planner. I have a planner. I'm trying to use it as much as I can. It's hard, mm-hmm. but I'm learning to do that. So Take a planner or whatever you have, think about it, write down what you really want, what it is, like where you want to be next year, write down what you really want. It doesn't have to be next year. It could be in six months. It could be next month. I don't really care. Whatever it is, whatever month, whenever you want it. And I don't mean, I don't really care in a rude way. I just mean, it doesn't have to be in in a year, but write down what you really want. And it also has to come from you. It can't come from other people because that just doesn't work like we talked about. And then write down practical steps that you can take every day to get there. Doesn't have to be every day, but it should like be at least once a week. I'll say that because if it's not once a week, you're not going to maintain it. So write down like practical steps. Like let's say you want to get a job and you are having a hard time finding one. You're in a difficult situation with that. Spend an hour every day. Go on Indeed. Go on monster.com. So those sites, I know there's a few others, but those are the ones I personally trust. I trust indeed the most, but yeah. go on those sites, commit yourself to do it for an hour and also write it down. And the reason why I say write it down is because after you're done writing it down and after you do that for an hour, cross it off. That 
helps you because after you cross it off, you're like, okay, I did that. And it actually gives you confidence. Yes, it's something that is very mental, but it's not something that it's, you know, you're, you're using like the manifestation stuff that we've been talking about. It's a different type of mind mm-hmm. thing. Absolutely. One thing right, I like to do that's on a very similar note is instead of I do the same thing with I write down what I want and then I struggle sometimes to think of what practical things I can write down. So instead of thinking what practical things can I do right now, I'll think of what would I do? How would I be acting? How would I be living my life if I already had this? So for example, you said looking for a job, right? So what I would do is I say, what would the kind of person who gets the job do? They'd apply every day. They'd sharpen up their resume. They would be practicing their skills, doing professional development. They'd be putting themselves out there, right? So I think of what would I be doing if I already have this thing I want so badly? And then I'll try to act in alignment with the goal as if I've already achieved it that way I'm telling the universe I believe this is mine I'm gonna put in the work and I'm just waiting on your end because I got this already mm-hmm. that's exactly it up my process you know mm-hmm. no that's exactly what you should do um the only thing I'd add to that is you know if people like work full-time like and they have kids and whatever maybe break it down a little bit more but I love it what you said you know, yeah. maybe like take a week and like sharpen up your resume and then take the next week and like do a cover letter. And then the next week, then, you know, practice interviewing skills, you know, maybe like break it down a little bit. But other than that, yeah, that's basically exactly, you know, the stuff that anybody should do. That's going to, it's going to help them. So exactly. I love the fact that you added on to that. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> awesome. So This has been super fun. I've been keeping up with the comments and we've been getting so many beautiful comments and I've been kind of replying to a few and hearting them, but um, I'm gonna go through and just share a couple um, in case we wanna add on, but uh, we'll start at the ones that are closer to us since it kind of is more relevant at this moment and we'll go backwards. (laughs) So Morgan said this entire show, all I can think is I needed to hear every single bit of this today. so excited to hear that. Me too. I'm glad it helped. Yeah, for sure. Shelly's been dropping so much wisdom in the chat. <laughs> As always. I love you, Shelly. Can't control everything, just how you respond. Absolutely. Totally relating. I am glad to hear that. Me too. I wanted to make it as relatable as possible. That's why I generalized it so much. Yes, exactly. And that's something that's important too, because your story is going to help so many people. And sometimes it's the details of your story that are going to help. And other times it's the lessons of your story. And like we've been talking about this whole past almost hour now, we have to trust our intuition. So when you're feeling guided, okay, the people who are watching this today need my lessons. You might go on another show or do your own thing a week from now and say the people listening today 
need to know that someone's been through the exact same thing. I'm giving them all my details, right? Mm -hmm. So it's going to totally vary. And like we were joking about before we even came on, we'd be hypocrites if we weren't following our own advice. And we do follow our own advice. We're trusting our own intuition. And I mean, these shows are not planned. We come on <laughs> 10 minutes beforehand and kind of chit chat a little bit just to get in a comfortable mood. But this is all just kind of channeling through, you know, the stuff that's meant to happen. And I like it that way. <laughs> Me too. I think it's, I think like it's better to do it that way. I thought about, you know, saying specifics, but I was like, you know what? I think, you know, people do care about the stuff you went through, but they need to have it relate to them in order for them to take something away from it. And for me, at least, like, you know, because of how I am into like zodiac signs and stuff like that. I think a big part of what I'm supposed to do is help people and teach them and guide them through the experiences that I've been through and the lessons I've learned so that they can do well with whatever they're doing. That's why I'm glad you named me as a healer because essentially that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on. This was really awesome. And I think that the people who were in here loved it. And I know that the people who are going to be watching the replay or listening to it on the podcast are going to really love this because it was awesome. There's so much good advice in there. So thank you so much. If anyone wants to work with you, how can they get in contact with you? Um, so I would say message me through Facebook. That would be probably the fastest way you can get in touch with me. Um, and once you message me through Facebook, I'll get back to you and then I'll give you my email um, because my email, <laughs> I have so many emails because it, it, it's insane. <laughs> so I don't know if it'll get lost. <laughs> so um, just message me through, um, message me through Facebook and I'll get in touch with you that way. Perfect. All right. And uh, in the group afterwards, you are more than welcome to make a post if you want to do Q&A, hang out with everyone, and anyone who is watching the replay, feel free to comment with any questions or things like that, and both of us will be on and we can answer. Awesome. Sounds great. Thank you for talking. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Enjoy your day. So that was my conversation with Julia. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to send them in and I'd be happy to address them. I would love to hear from you. You can send me an email, um, a text message. All of my information is in the description on this episode. Thank you again for listening and I will be back next week with more words of wisdom, healing, empowering messages. Bye.